Hello, everyone. We are CL and Rolden. And this is Two Gay Shits Discover the World, a podcast in which us, the Two Gay Shits, discuss topics such as the transition to adulthood, the occult, the supernatural, etc. Brief disclaimer, we are not native English speakers, so we apologize in advance for any foreign words that might make it in. I must also personally apologize for any weird accents that may come and go as we record these episodes. So, basically, we are both from Paraguay, and we've been friends for over eight years now. We met in high school, and then we went our different ways in college, as one does. So we're now stuck in two different countries, and we decided to make this podcast to stay connected. Well, we've talked about crushes, we've talked about pride, we've talked about labels and pronouns. I think, really, (laughs) the one thing we have left yet to tackle is dating. Oh, yeah. That's a interesting topic, to say the least. Oh, most definitely. So, <clears throat> for my part, no dating has been done whatsoever. <laughs> In regards to, like, same-sex attractions, because obviously I've had them. <laughs> but, um, I mean, for me personally, there's just, like, this really big fear of Paraguay is such a small country. Let's start there. Yes. And so if you were to go on a date with someone and it looked to the casual observer that may know you, that it's like a classmate or like an aunt that sometimes decides to go shopping for some reason, or, you know, your siblings or someone else that's just there that knows you for some reason, and it looks like a date and it's like me, consider a female with another female. I feel like I would have a panic attack so big <laughs> that it would there's no there's just no level of comparison because then that person unknowingly is most likely going to start sharing the piece of information of what they have witnessed me doing. And then the information can go directly to my parental units. And that is a fear. <laughs> that I don't think we've discussed yet so (laughs) it's not like obviously I said before I'm very much closeted so getting out it like that (laughs) is most definitely not on my to-do list to put it like that (laughs) it's just not something that I want to ever happen in that type of situation and Not only that, but it's just, like, it's not, like, only your parents are going to know. It's, like, everybody that you know is going to eventually find out because that's just how information flows. Like, you have no idea that, like, two people that you know and you met in completely different random instances know each other as well. Mm-hmm. And so maybe yeah. they talk about you when you don't even know they know each other. And so it's, like, this whole big web of, it's, like, a small town mind, basically, If you were to go to a small town in the U.S., everybody knows your business. (laughs) And there is no hiding at all. (laughs) Because even in the social circles that you don't think, you will find people that you know, there will be people that you know. (laughs) There's no escaping it. There really isn't. Oh, yeah. It's just... ah, That's what frustrates me. But also, that's what prevented me from going on any sort of date ever at all. And then the one time that I actually did it was with a guy. And you were there too. <laughs> yep. Third wheel for life. <laughs> and that was just because I had not told not one of my parental units I was actually going on a date. I didn't even tell them that the guy was going to go there. <laughs> so it was like a whole end. I had to plan, we had to plan in advance. I remember we had conversations about how, we- like how best to lie. To make it seem that we were just going to hang out, us together, and go to the movies as best friends mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. It, it was like a whole elaborate plot. Like I was like, planning a prison escape. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to tell our audience that that just shows how much of a good friend I am. Like just, <laughs> I, I think it was either you suggested it as a joke or I suggested it as a joke, but then we went with it because... I'm just that good a friend. Like, who who the fuck willingly third wheels? That was the most awkward I've ever been. 
It, it was just... a very awkward experience, never to be repeated ever again. But <laughs> do you know watching you be like this scaredy cat in like a horror movie? And I, I, I just distinctly remember you being all over the guy, <laughs> and, and I was just like. Well, there has been no lie that has been uttered from your mouth. I was all over him. Yes. And the movie was crappy. And yes. it wasn't scary at all. And we love to watch <laughs> horror movies. And every single time that we're like together, we always like comment on horror movies that we watch. We watch them together. Like, yeah. it, that's like most of the things we've been doing on Zoom is like night movie parties where we watch like crappy horror <laughs> movies and then make fun of them. So... Mm-hmm. We knew it was a very crappy movie. <laughs> I just acted like a very stereotypical female and jumped at every single <laughs> jump scare. Uh, yeah, I was just like, Seal? <laughs> Doing that? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? So I would just like scooted a little bit more on my seat and I was just like, okay, let's watch the movie and not make fun because this is getting too awkward for me to handle. It's too awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, mm, okay. I apologize for my younger self. Oh it worked, God. to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> it did work. Because I did keep talking with the guy for a long time after that. And then we mm-hmm. went our separate ways and everything was fine. But <laughs> And we sometimes occasionally text. But... <laughs> you're, you're still in touch with him? Yeah, but we're friends because he has... Uh, girlfriend now so it's fine <laughs> I didn't know that <laughs> randomly sometimes he texts me sometimes and I text him back it's fine <laughs> no, that's good for you it's like a casual acquaintance now at this point because I think well we realized very early that there was really no like a, not a lot of attraction going on there at all and also we were like 14 so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like you know kind of nice of a first date experience but also kind of awkward because of the whole there's three people instead of two mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did at one point I do want to read this up one day I went I already saw at least two people that knew my mom in that mall <laughs> <laughs> and it was it wasn't even like <clears throat> and I already wanted to like freak out and so I don't know if you remember this but I just kept staring at him clear of some areas and I was just like let's go this way <laughs> like farther away to the parts where no one goes into a mall because nobody likes these stores let's go there <laughs> to be fair I don't remember much aside from like <laughs> very intently being into my phone and like <laughs> that was the most interesting thing and just walking in circles that's all I remember aside from the just cutting awkwardness that was that thing yes oh my god it was like horrible but also I kept doing that because the two people that knew like my mom were like ex-classmates from like school of hers and so I was like briefly acquainted with them in that I knew their faces because they've been to my house before for like reunions and things Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember their names though to save my (laughs) life and I was in this awkward moment (laughs) Yeah. leaving this experience with you and the guy so it's like yeah. we're just gonna steer clear of all of this area <laughs> we're gonna move away all that to yeah. say can you imagine if that had been a woman <laughs> and not a guy oh like, god no the gay panic very real <laughs> in that point in time like that, that's just not there's no yeah. words to describe how much I would have had a panic attack. And then it would have just, like, devolved and it would have been horrible because a date is supposed to be nice. A first date is always awkward. But you're supposed mm-hmm. to, like, kind of interact with the other person and see where you're at. And if you want to keep the conversation going after maybe talking, like, texting and things like that for a while before that, right? Or you know them mm-hmm. from somewhere else. Common acquaintances and then you, you, you know, come to this understanding that you like to date. At least wants to see what happens. That's like the whole mm-hmm. point. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let but me tell just... you about my first date. Yes. How I also had a third wheel, which was our other mutual friend. Ah, if yes. you listen to the <laughs> previous episode, it's Cookies. Um, so she's, 
actually like pretty close friends with us still well I don't know if you well it's complicated but I think we're still friends <laughs> yeah um, we're pretty close friends I'd say <laughs> yeah. close enough <laughs> yeah I mean it, it's not us but it's like a very close friend still yeah. um so she kind of was pushing me to be with this um person and uh she was like do you want to come and see the new Pikachu movie? And I was just like, yes. And she was like, well, why don't you, let's call her piano. Let's call her piano. Yes. So uh, why, why, why don't you invite piano over? And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> because uh, to be fair, I, 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 sh- piano was my classmate and I had like a very big crush on her and I had uh attended her piano concert kind of thing it wasn't like a concert it was just one like one of those like she finished like a uh, recital yeah that's the thing um and 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 like uh we had kind of agreed to go on a not date because it wasn't a date for sure um and then I was just like hmm, okay I mean sure and what ended up happening was we talked a bit but I had like a panic attack and it, I wasn't aware of anything aside from her to be fair and we were like in a very frequented mall like another mall that was even more frequented by you know my soul well I wouldn't say social circle because well I don't hang out with them but um people that know me (laughs) people that know me and I know frequent that other mall like pretty frequently and I I wasn't even concerned about that I was concerned about you know piano being there and what ended up happening was Cookie ended up talking to piano more (laughs) and and then we kind of drew the wrong assumption that she wasn't into me but then you know something did happen and like we went on another a few other dates right but one of which was the time we went to it wasn't like a movie it wasn't like the movies but it was like a movie festival in this uh cultural center and it was just like lgbt and uh, we were like yeah let's go okay I told my mom that I was gonna go home on my own and then I just turned off my phone and I paid attention to the movie and the moments and all that kind of stuff. My mom got kind of worried because I wasn't answering my phone anymore. Uh, So she decided that she would come pick me up. (laughs) So it was just like, just to set the scene, it was deterioration of uh, (laughs) short films being shown like at the first like the first few were good then the other ones kind of started getting into more into the more sensual side of cinematography and then by 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 the one we were watching when my mom arrived it was like borderline porn (laughs) and it wasn't just like you know I don't know what normal porn would be categorized. It was straight porn. (laughs) Was it? No, it was like really kinky gay porn. Like, Mm. (laughs) yeah, it it was just like master and dom kind of. Yeah, it was. It was. It was was weird. Style. Okay. Yes. (laughs) It was getting into that side. All right. Yes, and 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 your mother showed up. (laughs) Yes. And what, just to say the scene that was on, my mother was walking in and, you know, piano was just like, well, she wasn't all over me, but she was just like on me kind of thing. In the mood, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and that was just like, oh shit, piano is not my mom. <laughs> piano was like, I think so. And she did not move. And I did not move. And it was just my mom walking in. And by this point, I had come out to my mom. So I wasn't, you know, very concerned about that. But at the same time, I was just mortified. I was dying. I think more Um, so than just like because you already came out, it's like, okay, we know this piece of information. Fine. But the scene, 
Nobody wants their parents to walk in on that. No, and the worst part is she stayed to watch it. She stayed, she she didn't come next to us, thankfully, but she just went over like a few seats away and she just started watching. And she I wanted to make like, sure that you were okay. <laughs> oh God, like, I I swear I haven't ever been more embarrassed than that. That was just like, oh God's sake. Why is this happening to me? And then the worst part is not content with that unplanned for intervention, unexpected <laughs> intervention. She decided that she would just drive piano to her house. Oh my god. Well, apartment, right? And I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Someone, please save me from this hell. That's but the anyways. point where you're just like, someone come murder me now. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted out of that situation so badly. <laughs> I would also like to point out that while all of this was going on, I was in the US and I was getting constant text updates. <laughs> yep. Live and in stereo of what was going on. Yep. And I just want, I didn't know what to say. Because that was probably the most uncomfortable encounter you could have ever had. And what was I going to do? <laughs> I try to be like supportive, but I can't. No, it's hilarious. Oh. But in the moment, I just I was about to be like, please, all of the gods in the pantheon and all of the devils and entities in the underworld, please take me right now and end my suffering. Oh, yes, I remember distinctly that there was a prayer being made to the pantheon of the Greek gods to come smite you from above. You're like, yeah. please, please. Mercy killing. Yes. <laughs> oh. So you can see how but, wonderful yeah. we are at dating. <laughs> yeah, but that that's just us being, like, well, me at least being just a total disaster and, like, re- having the worst of lucks. But at the same time, I do get what you mean because, um, well, to be fair, I'm not really concerned about people seeing me when I'm in the moment because I am just a lesbian disaster, let's say it. But <laughs> if that if that were like if there was a, like a no label kind of disaster kind of thing, I would pick that. But anyways, uh, I, I'm the typical lesbian disaster that just I'm a mess. And I will probably, my spirit animal during dates would probably be like a scared and trembling chihuahua. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I, I've, I've, I've gone to like a couple dates. I'm, I'm kind of, see, the thing is, um, I'm kind of concerned of people seeing me. But at the same time, I'm pretty, pretty out to like most of my circles. Like I. If my father, who doesn't know where to find out, I, I would be like, okay, this is a way to tell him then. <laughs> but It's like a now you know scenario. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like better than actually starting that conversation with my father. But um, <laughs> at the same time, it's, it's like, it's hard finding people to date because like... Let's say that 97% of my friends are already gay. So it's like the dating pool isn't great. Like it's not like that big compared to like straight people, for example. Um, And like most of my friends are already gay. So I'm just like, hmm. So if I have all of these friends, then um, who, who, who do I date? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it goes without saying, like, I've already said that the fear of being outed, of course, because Farrow is so small, is is pretty high up there. But also Mm -hmm. just the dating pool is so tiny. (laughs) Because, I mean, I would venture to say, obviously, we don't know, because a lot of people are, like, closeted as well there, because, I mean, the fear of rejection is pretty big, and we live in the capital, but (laughs) in the outskirts, it's probably even worse. (laughs) If you're living on the countryside, I would imagine typically that's probably the worst. And then we're the more like stereotypical of like just, you know, type of bad and discriminative attitudes happen. 
So there's probably a lot of LGBTQ people that are just like very closeted and don't want to ever deal with that if, you know. But I would say like, I mean, it's like a small scene. It's so small. <laughs> it's petite <laughs> because you know everyone. And even the people that you don't know, you get introduced to by the people who you do know. <laughs> and it's just like a circle of everyone knows me now. We're all friends now <laughs> because there's like that solidarity of Oh, you're gay? I'm also gay. Look, we found each other in the sea of heterosexuality. <laughs> Let's yeah. become friends, you know? And so then, how do you move on from there? Because unless there's, like, a clear interest from both parties, you just end up being friends. And it stays mm-hmm. that way. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, it's quite, quite challenging for me because, I like, I think in the previous episode we discussed that i'm like just completely oblivious of shit going on (laughs) so you know even if there was like very explicitly clear things going on as in i was asked if i was dating this friend of mine and like this happened somewhere else by the way but that that was a thing that happened and i was just like wait what and like in the moment I was just like completely clueless but then looking back I probably had a crush on her and she probably had a crush on me I don't know (laughs) thing I mean it's and then the mysterious disappearance of this uh let's call her let's call her Maltesers (laughs) let's call her Maltesers (laughs) because I, I have no idea how to nickname her but uh this guy that was interested in Maltesers asked, well, asked if we were dating, and I was just like, what? And I just looked at her, and she was like, no, 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 no. And I was just like, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, I, I, I just had to process, like, why why the fuck would someone ask that? And then, and then I kind of clipped. But that was, like, three years after the <laughs> occurrence. And then I feel but- like the whole thing of, like, if you even are attracted to a friend and then somebody like in that if you're in that scenario and then someone else like a third party asks you if you're dating and then the other person like vehemently denies it's just like oh <laughs> okay rejected without even having advanced <laughs> you know <laughs> well to be fair i i only saw her as a friend uh like in that particular c- circumstance mm-hmm. but i can see i well uh you we all know the story of let's call her (laughs) let's call her mary because why not it's not her real name but let's just call her mary but yeah that was a tough one oh yes (laughs) (laughs) oh yes (laughs) ah god's sake okay but um yes what what i do wanted to say about the matter was though that because i i well first of all i don't know how to meet new people like new people as in friends or just new people in general second of all i don't know where to meet new gay people so it's just like i have i have gone to the dark places of you know dating apps i i would prefer to like meet someone in person and like establish a friendship and then like it grows from there but, you know, sometimes I'm just too oblivious and I have to go in with the intention of not being friends. Yes. <laughs> so I have gone there and, oh boy, what I've found is just like, <laughs> I don't know if you've had the same experience, but dating oh, apps Oh, with dating are... apps? Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Okay, so if we're going to go by referring the like our first episode with <laughs> pronouns and labels. Let's call me bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> my dating apps, when I go to them, I put bisexual because I want the opportunity to meet both or any in-betweens because I, I really just like the personality more than anything. I'm not going to say and I'm not going to lie here. <laughs> that physical appearance doesn't like it play a huge role, especially in dating apps where you just say left, swipe right. <laughs> Mm-hmm, yeah basically based on like the little description and their photos right so obviously it plays a part but anyways that being said I had a lot of experiences 
And in general, men are a lot more just like, what is the word that I'm looking for? Forward <laughs> in their advances. <laughs> I want to be nice. Um, so I'm just going to say they're forward in their advances. And women in general, the ones that I've least have talked to so far, which, this is just like of a year of having dating apps and also not actually dating people face-to-face because COVID, right? Yeah. So that also has put a damper on my on my plans to open up <laughs> to love, so to speak. <laughs> I really just wanted more dating experience, right? Because I only had that one deplorable <laughs> experience <laughs> when I was 14. And yeah, we, we've been through that. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to like have more experience, you know, like, just because I mean I think it's just everybody should right explore mm-hmm. what's out there just to see and because um, I really am not looking for a relationship at this point in time <laughs> 20 but I still have a long time <laughs> I need my degree first and all that but it's like I can have some intellectual conversations with women a lot more easily and we just like get it going like what's your favorite book what do you like to read what do you like to listen to and then guys it's just like there's a lull in conversation in which I ask a question that is absolutely not related to dating and or sex. And <laughs> they just don't respond for days. And it's just like, oh, my God. It like it physically drains you. because like, I understand the point of dating apps. Okay. I know that most people are just there to hook up once or mm-hmm. maybe twice. But like, that's not what I'm looking for. And I put that in my profile, too. So if you are looking for that, why, why do you, why do you even, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. Why do you bother? I think you can read perfectly well. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's very clear in the description in my bio what is this, right? Mm-hmm. So I just I'm more often than not very irritated by some comments that people make. And then it's like when I turn down the advances, it's like they're now suddenly offended because they have like a wounded pride, right? And so they're like, well, whatever. <laughs> say something offensive and it's just like what what <laughs> like I made it perfectly clear from the start just like why when how why <laughs> it mm-hmm. uh, dating apps like they annoy me but I also have found and I have had like very interesting conversations with people but they also lead to nowhere yeah because it's just like you have you could have like this most like prolonged conversation for like maybe a few days with someone and then suddenly Mm -hmm. you both ghost each other yes (laughs) it's just like suddenly I don't appear on the app for a day and they just disappear you know (laughs) it's just like okay then back to square one (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the wheel of fortune repeats itself it's just like Somebody give me the patience. And like, I agree with what you said. I don't know in person how to make those connections. I am a lot easier to talk to on text. And yes. (laughs) So I don't know how to connect with people like in person if I were to go to like my college campus, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how to approach people. I feel very uncomfortable doing that. You know, like I'm very direct and forward in a lot of areas of my life but dating is one of those things that I'm just like not it like am I gonna see me be very forward with all my coworkers? it's just gonna be like very this is what I think and this is what we should do and let's take this approach and be like leader in that way but outside of that and outside of like classes and all that kind of realm that I'm like familiarized with and that I know very well how to handle myself in dating is one of those areas that I have because I don't have experience in I'm just more usually just want to follow someone else's lead and see mm-hmm. where it goes but I'm usually no. disappointed <laughs> no yeah I totally get you it's like there's I, I think I categorize most of the people like either the sex crazed creeps the, they're there <laughs> for a reason and the little percentage of like the people who like me they have trouble like talking to people and they kind of exhausted all other resources and they just decided to people try like their... us. yeah <laughs> yeah and like the the worst thing is like from from dating apps I, I got like let's say from I've, I've maybe talked to like 
tens of 15 people like all in all in what is it two years that I started I started <laughs> using it because of a failed um the failed thing with piano right and um and well the thing with that is just that from all those people that are well women mostly that I've talked to it's it's kind of like there's like this mutual agreement sometimes that we're we kind of like each other's vibes but we're not gonna continue talking so we just ghost each other and like <laughs> nothing is 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 like ever discussed and I'm fine with that apparently I, I thought before going into the whole situation I thought it was just like so horrible that someone would do that but then when I actually started getting into it I just figured it's way easier than actually <laughs> going and telling someone hey so i'm not really attracted to you so let me just put thousands of excuses uh, i don't have to admit that because like i don't want to hurt them and like i know that before i was just like what i did find out by the way was that apparently appearances do have a little bit more weight in my maybe pursuing something or not with someone which I, I think I felt I felt horrible for it but I think knowing that about myself is has made me a bit more mature even if I was a horrible person <laughs> when I kind of stopped texting this other person and the worst part is I really liked her and like she was really mature she was also way older which was another <laughs> defining factor but uh, she was like really sweet really mature she was just like so good to talk to but then I wasn't really physically attracted to her so I just <laughs> yeah I'm a horrible I person well wait, I mean I can relate because I've talked to some people sometimes it's just like <laughs> I like your mind and I like where you're going with this conversation and we like intellectually we're vibing on the same frequency yeah but the attraction is just not there and so it's just like oh I wish it was like you know you just like wish it was there because then it would just be great and you could just like keep going and the conversation could keep going and and unfortunately when you ghost people it makes me feel so bad, but I also don't want to be... I don't want to be that guy, right? That's just like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't find you physically attractive. Can we stop talking now? I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. However way I phrase it, I'm always going to feel like that dude, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's just like, Psh, whatever, you're not my type, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to be that guy. So it's just like... Mm, I feel like... The, the the I don't know if it's a flaw, but the concern here is we probably care a little bit too much about people's feelings than most people on dating apps. And so we want to be very nice. But by default of doing that, and then sometimes we ghost people and it's just like, that's not very nice either. So nope. rock in a hard place. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like for me, at least, direct communication of... um like saying exactly what it is that I want or like if when I don't find someone physically attractive I just I distance myself from them and I'm like oh family emergency yes. oh I got sick <laughs> oh my dog you know so it's like yes. completely completely different things like oh finals finals or not for another two months oh finals you know <laughs> it's like a whole it's this thing of like um and then I feel like they obviously get the hint and then they just like gradually stop talking. But then I feel mm -hmm. bad because I didn't directly say what I I feel like they would appreciate it if I just directly said it. Because it feels yeah. like then they're probably going to feel like I'm leading them on. And I'm kind of not. But also, I'm <laughs> that type of yeah. direct confrontation. I don't think I have the personality for that direct thing of like, we don't work together. Like I had a date before like this whole COVID thing happened and you know about this yes. <laughs> and it was just like we don't work together and I think neither one of us wanted to say that and it was mostly the guy just talking for the whole day and I wanted so bad I kept looking at my phone <laughs> you were texting time. me oh yes I was I, think. I was just like um 
he asked me who I was texting, I said, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, not my best friend updating how horrible this is going, right? <laughs> I do want to say that. But it was just like, yeah. And and then the conversation just like kind of, there was a lull in conversation after like an hour of him talking about himself. It was just like, oh my God, shut up already. Because <laughs> in my mind, I'm always just like, shh. Nobody needs to hear this anymore. Be quiet. Conversation oh over. Bye bye. You know, like go home. But in person, I'm just like, ah, that was hilarious. You know, when it, I'm just like banging my head against the wall in my brain. I'm just like, somebody come kill me. Sue's that lightning would be very appreciated right now. And so then we just like, there was a long conversation and I just went oh I'm getting a call it was a text message <laughs> and I just like went up took the call and then I went back I was like I have to go now <laughs> and then it was like yeah text me and I was like yeah I'll text you I blocked his number so <laughs> uh, and I feel bad for doing that but I am also just absolutely vehemently was not in the position of like um I want to say, like, it was like saying it actually to his face of like, oh my God, I'm so not attracted to you. And the way that you're just like this conversation, you ask nothing about me personally, is just like very unattractive. So we're going to not do this again. <laughs> Obviously, there's a nicer word to say this, but I just couldn't find the words to say it. So I didn't say it and I just blocked the summer afterwards. And I went home and I just did not even think about it again. Well, I, I felt bad at the time, but then it was just like, it we really didn't click, didn't coexist or anything. And he could have texted me again if he wanted through the dating app or something. He didn't either. So I'm pretty sure that he understood that it, there was just like nothing there going on. But I always feel like a very shitty person when I do that. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just yeah. like being there and, you know, being more conversational and like open and whatever. Because I feel like I also like a thing that I have is... You say something wrong once, and I find it very hard not to judge you afterwards. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't want to be that guy either. But if you say some, like, generic sexist comment that just slips out of your mouth, you know, like, something, it just, like, happens, right? Randomly, because, mm-hmm. like, the society that we live in, some comments just make it through, right? And I find it very hard not to judge someone when they say something that I just find so incredibly, like, if it's either, like, a homophobic comment or it's like a sexist comment, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> deep breaths, because <laughs> I can start a fight if I <laughs> if I really want to. I'm not going to. I've been known to do that in my family circles, but they are my family, <laughs> so it's very different, you see. And so it's just like it, whether the conversation is via text or it's a phone call or it's like in person. I just don't, you know, if it's someone that I don't know, I don't do that. And I feel like maybe sometimes I should. <laughs> because if you want to date someone and they say something that is like a comment that just like puts a little red flag and you're just like, oh, oh. <laughs> what is this going on? Maybe you should probably bring attention to it. Yeah. I just I just don't have the personality type to do it. And then I feel shitty about it because then I just ghost them. <laughs> so... No, yeah, I, I, I totally get that because it's it's just easier, right? Like it's who wants confrontation when you can just run away. <laughs> yes. And the worst thing is, I've been on both ends of that. Like I've been the one that had to ask, what the hell was going on? Why were they, you know, acting different and just drifting away like what the hell had I done wrong but at the same time it was also me the one drifting away and (laughs) not knowing how to cut ties so it's just like I know how bad it feels but at the same time it's just easier man like it just and I know that the worst thing is I know that kind of hurts more than just ripping the band-aid and be like okay I'm sorry but I don't want to see you anymore and you know it's i think it's very hard 
in dating apps, finding someone to have like the conversation, like the real mature conversation of talking about what are your expectations out of a potential or not relationship. Like, do you just want a one night stand or do you want like maybe something to fool around for a while, but like no labels and that kind of shit. So it's, it's, I think it's like a challenge just having the conversation that would be like, do you do I want to pursue something with this person or not? That's I think one of the problems I find with dating apps and people on dating apps. So it's 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 a challenge, man. Like it's I I like ghosting because I don't have to face anything. And if <laughs> if I try hard enough, I will potentially remember this in like well not remember like forget this in like uh maybe five to ten years and it will just come <laughs> to haunt me when I'm about to go to sleep but you know it's, it's just easier and it gets rid of the problem in a non-confrontational kind of way yes I feel like that's the type of people that we are we are non-confrontational in this type of scenario and so it feels like you just want to like run away and hide <laughs> yeah. you're like let's ignore this situation and let's just hope they take the cues and exit stage left right <laughs> that exhumed, is so <laughs> chased by the bear yes unless Shakespeare oh my god that's that's the the vibes and the vibrations when I, I'm trying to like go someone and that's what I do and mm-hmm. I also know how shitty it feels because I've also been ghosted before. And it's just like, okay, fine, but just tell me. And then when I do it, I'm like, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's, we understand how shitty it feels, but it's also easier. And I think that's maybe the challenge that we need to work with is being more upfront about that, right? I'm working on it. Me, kind of, too. Over- <laughs> I, I told you about my real progress being made and to be fair with the whole piano thing I was very confrontational well I wasn't very confrontational I kind of took a lot of shit but in the end I really went for it and I asked her look are you seeing other people right and she was like yes and I was just like heartbroken, didn't eat, didn't sleep for like two or three weeks, I think. Well, anyways, yep. but <laughs> and by the way, I had to like take my TOEFL test, which was like the big defining thing about if I was going to the US or not. But then COVID happened and I couldn't go. But that was you know, a wonderful three weeks that I remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, you remember it as a hilarious experience of just me dying in a corner, but that was just horrible. No, but I also didn't know how to cheer you up either. I was just like, well, you got to go through the motions of this because I don't know how else to, like, you know, you just had to go through it. And I mean, now you have that experience and it probably made you wiser <laughs> in terms of dating. No, yeah, for sure. I, 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 if I am gathering anything from my failed dating experiences, it's just what not to do. Me too. <laughs> and it's just like, do not write them poems like three months after meeting them. Check. Do not pretend to say I, I love you when you don't really mean it. Check. Do not be pressured into a relationship because you feel bad for another person. Check. Check. Do not yeah. It's it's a long list. And yes. I, I I feel like I'm a pretty horrible person, but at the same time I'm learning from my experiences. Yes. And maybe the next kind of relationship attempt kind of works out I don't know but I'm, I'm, I'm also kind of like a scaredy cat as, as, as I said in the dating department my spirit animal is like a trembling chihuahua <laughs> yes well here's the thing too it's like I like I don't know I feel like I'm more scared of confrontations with male figures in general because mm-hmm. I feel like, well, let's be honest, I would like to think that I can hold my own against a guy, but I probably cannot. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. probably some psychological issues to analyze about that later. But <laughs> it's just like the I have a little fear, and I'm like, to be perfectly honest about this, but I just have a fear of them reacting very aggressively. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I don't. <laughs> Who knows? We're just spending some time with my therapist later. But <laughs> it's just like I have a fear of confrontation. I just, I am not as intimidated to be more open-minded and like more open in conversation in general with a woman. And that's why I have so like nice conversations with women in dating apps because I could just say, like I'm more blunt. I will admit I am a lot more blunt and a lot more honest and a lot more open with women than I am with men. And I feel like with men, I am very just like discreet and just like maybe I'm leading them on, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm closing off, who knows? But it's just like, nah. <laughs> it's like it's, it, there's something there that to, to probably analyze later. But <laughs> I've yeah. discovered that about myself. It's like I am probably going to be non confrontational and very evasive towards men in general. When I am out on a date with them, I have discovered that about myself <laughs> too. Just wanted to say, it's like, I don't know where it comes from. And that I kind of discovered when I try to be more like upfront and more open and more like clear and explicit with my uh, expectations, so to speak, which are not like that much, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if at this moment, I'm not looking for a one night stand or like friends with benefits type of thing. That's not me. Don't want it. I also am not looking for a very serious committed relationship, right? So it's just like a getting to know you type of phase in life. Again, 20, don't even have my degree yet. Those are priorities right now is the degree and everything else is kind of secondary. And so even if I get a friendship out of it, sometimes I get a little frustrated that I get friendships (laughs) and casual acquaintances out of dating apps, but sometimes I think it's a good thing. So, you know, it's like a 50-50, but I don't know how to express all of that to a guy. And to a girl, it's like, by the second day, we already know what our expectations are, what our goals are, why we came into this app in the first place. So it's just like, there's a lot more there that I hmm, don't know how to interpret that yet. Maybe let's not. But <laughs> that's also a thing that I've just discovered myself. And now I've shared with the entire world. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean... um part of why I'm probably not attracted to men it's not just because I'm not attracted to men but also because I I'm kind of scared of them because I'm I'm a small small potato so I have like zero chances of probably holding my own if if I were to be you know (laughs) um, approached in an aggressive manner by one of them (laughs) So yeah. I, I, I'm just scared for my life kind of thing. And I, I did take like martial arts when I was like eight. And I took one kickboxing class <laughs> once. That was an experience <laughs> I remember you telling me about. <laughs> it's so physically taxing that at the moment I would have had to like get home at like midnight and then go to school at like 6 a.m. and that wasn't like that wasn't a thing that I could do at the moment but like even if I, I'd like to say that I know how to defend myself um, honestly I I, I I have like I have like zero chances because like I'm weak I'm small <laughs> so it's just like I have nothing in my favor I have bad joints I have bad jeans and it's just like <laughs> yeah not gonna happen that's yeah that's what I feel like it's like not to be generically like you know discriminated towards men I know there are men out there that are just gonna take it well enough if you say thank you for the date but I am not interested right and they're just gonna be like Mm -hmm. okay fine we move on from there maybe we talk again maybe we don't we all move on from our experiences we lick our wounds and we move on to the next chapter right (laughs) It happens. I'm sure. I'm not saying that all men are like this. I'm just saying that in that moment when I want to say that I am not interested anymore, I freeze up with fear. And my mind goes through different scenarios of what could happen. They could take it nicely. But me and my anxiety-filled brain do not take that as the common response and goes directly into fight-or-flight mode, at which point I look, as you just said, like a trembling chihuahua. So <laughs> I would like to avoid that because then it makes the end of the evening or afternoon or whatever very uncomfortable. 
for both parties involved and so it's like that's also a reason why I like to avoid having that type of like thank you I'm not interested goodbye feeling Mm -hmm. because I know my limitations and even if I know because I do kind of know because all that could be said about like I could say about my mother (laughs) (laughs) in one way or another she is she is relatively a good parent in like just preparing her children for the world and so we've had extensive talks about this we've also had a little bit of like what she kind of showed me ways of like how she would kind of protect herself physically from Mm -hmm. men before she got married and everything else Mm -hmm. so I mean sure I've had conversations and I kind of know what to do and if I freeze up I also kind of know what to do but the problem is that in the moment when you freeze up you freeze up if yeah. no matter how many like times you've talked with other people, you had self-defense classes, you haven't had self-defense classes, but you have like, I don't know, pepper spray or anything. It doesn't matter. You freeze up, you freeze up. And that's yeah. kind of the that's kind of the fear of like, I know me. And it, when I freeze up, I just freeze up. And it's just like I enter into a state of shock, which is what it is. And, yeah. and it's just like, you could do anything probably to me. And I was just like, I wouldn't know how to react. And so getting into that situation that is something that I don't want to happen ever, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody wants to be there. So it's just like, am I attractive to men? Yes. Do I want to date men? Sure, maybe. Am <laughs> I going to be very open about my feelings with men while on the first or second date? Most likely not ever. <laughs> <laughs> because of that. And it's not fair to put that label on all men. Said that I've said this right. Mm-hmm. I I recognize that I need I need to work on that. This is an area of improvement, right? I can't just be distrustful of every guy, and not say that women cannot also be aggressive because women can also be aggressive. <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. not like it's not like it's just men, right? Like women can be aggressive too. It's just a mm-hmm. me. I am more comfortable saying no to a female than I am a guy. Maybe yeah. there's something there to unpack. I, there definitely is, but. <laughs> it's just it's one of those things that I also discover while on dating apps and while like doing this whole thing of, of life and dating is just it's something of myself that I probably yeah I, I'm working on <laughs> I recognize the problem it is a problem that I can say is a problem because it's not ideal <laughs> most definitely no. not to react like a scared chihuahua like that because then it's like a predator prey scenario and nobody wants to be involved in that ever. <laughs> yeah, no. But to be fair, I mean it's it's for me at least it's like a valid concern because as I said, I, I kind of if I were to date man, that would probably be my same mindset because to be fair, I'm if if, if a guy were to like raise his voice against me, I would be just like shitting my pants right in this part <laughs> so I mean um, yes like I don't know if we've I don't think we've ever had this conversation but let's have it now on the podcast shall we <laughs> okay sure when some of our male classmates would be like aggressive towards each other not towards women right they were just like mm-hmm. they were like being monkeys because they were I would freeze out sometimes <laughs> <laughs> and no, they were yeah. not it was, I was not even like a part of that conversation or that world right but I would mm-hmm. and they, when they would start like yelling at each other or whatever and it was just like be like it playfully I mean the monkeys right <laughs> we're talking yeah. about high school <laughs> it's not like with any like negative intent or whatever I know that I recognize that still though physically my response was to freeze up and flinch sometimes and one of our <laughs> classmates one of the male classmates once noticed that and he asked me why and he was implying things. And I was just like, nope, <laughs> we're not going to have this conversation. <laughs> and I swiftly ran away from the area. <laughs> so I don't think we've had that conversation before between us. But I, I don't know what it is. It's just something that I have that I, I really need to work on, right? If, if I'm going to end up with a, a man, which is in the realm of possibilities in this world. So it's just like, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is. But there is something there. I don't know if it's just like an intrinsic fear of just like all the talks about danger that I've had with like my parental units and all figures of authority, right? 
mm-hmm. that usually women have a lot more of than men. Yeah. That's just kind of how it goes in Paraguay. I think we've already said small town, small mind, very misogynistic society, very close-minded society. So definitely mm-hmm. women are the ones that are always having these conversations with figures of authority and parental units and everything else. So I don't know if it's that, just like years of having these types of conversations, because as you grow up, you have different types of conversations within that genre, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it gets progressively more explicit as you go on. Because <laughs> that's yes. just how it is. Because as you get mature, then your parents are like, okay, let's talk about the dangers of the world. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't I know think it... if it's that or what it is, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, with our classmates, well, I guess you, you only know them for, you know, teenage years, which are <laughs> the worst kind of years. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I've known them, like most of them, at least since we've all been children. So with them, I didn't have that, you know, fight or flight response. But, like, when specific ones, you probably know who I mean, uh, when specific <clears throat> ones came to me, like, me being the target, I was just, like, instantly thoughts blank. Fuck, what do I do? Just someone get me out of this place because I was kind of terrified. And, like, it's... I probably know why that is. <laughs> but it's, I think... Part of the reason is the whole, you know, our parents going like, this is the world, this is a very dangerous world, and kind of trying to not make us expose ourselves like that to the world. And I think that worked a little bit too well for me. Like, I'm just not scared of every single... No, well, I'm not scared of every single man, right? But, like, if someone... No, it's someone... just in those interactions and moments of, like, where emotion could be prone to happen. Yes. Then I feel Yes, exactly. And it's just, like, with men I know, I I kind of feel a little bit more comfortable like when they're kind of like play fighting or like theatrically <laughs> let's say raising their voices then I would be like okay but the moment that like the the switch flips I'm just like my own switch flips and I'm just <laughs> like well that's the last you've seen of me it's like, now I'm going to go have a panic attack. Bye-bye. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, like, physically, I will be there, but my mind will be, like, somewhere else. Yeah. piña colada in, like, the beach. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Uh-huh. And I know this is kind of, like, straying off topic, but yes. I feel like it's also a conversation that... it well, like, it's, it's around the aspect of dating, as we've discussed, but we also should probably have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just... I don't know if it's a female thing. As soon as society classifies you as female, right? Mm-hmm. Then they have these conversations with you that are just usually not prone to happen to guys. Guys have different types of conversations, if they do even, at least in, in our society, mm-hmm. <laughs> with their parental units about this, right? Of like impulse control and things like that. And a lot of guys just don't have those conversations. Sometimes mm-hmm. they do. I don't know if it's just society because of this type of like idea that females alone cannot just like defend themselves against men type of like fear that I've I've had installed in my brain through like that I didn't think I had now I realize that it probably stuck around with me more than I gave it credit at the time because I thought bish bosh this is fine I'm not you know and then situations like this happen it's just like oh (laughs) It did affect me then. Okay, great. Moving on, right? <laughs> and and you just like have a minute of panic and it's just really uncomfortable and really not good. But maybe yeah. I can lighten up the mood a bit with one of my failed um, last, uh, because it's getting kind of late, but yes. <laughs> last uh, funny thing, because I have only funny stories because they are depressing. <laughs> Basically, uh, there was this once where I went out with piano girl. Let's just girl now. Um, and <laughs> that's the new nickname. That's what it's gonna say when we're texting. I'm just gonna say piano. 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, so there's like a downtown area in the in this city in Asuncion, and it's not the most secure of places, right? So it's gotten better right now. Like it's relatively safe. There's like a couple of policemen like walking around and patrolling and that kind of stuff. But I still don't feel safe. So I was I was supposed to like go um to the theater with you know piano girl, and she wasn't getting there, and she wasn't answering my calls. So I thought I got stood up, and I was just like stuck in this outside concert thing that I did not know was happening. I thought we were going to like a coffee shop to meet up, and then we would go to the theater. Yeah, no, I was on the streets listening to. They weren't really good, but they weren't terrible either. But I was just being there and being like offered pop brownies, and I was just like, okay, I'm really tempted, but I won't because I have to go <laughs> home later. And there's also like a shit ton of guys over here, and I don't feel safe. Um, but eventually she did show up, and I, I don't remember if it was the cold or that I was just so anxious, but I was literally trembling like a literal chihuahua um <laughs> and so she just had to give me her code and i was just like thanks but then her parents apparently were going to drive us the two uh two blocks to the theater and i was just like okay so here's here's your code back i don't need it anymore because i was not made aware that i had to meet the parents right there and then So apparently I had met met her mom before, like in that recital thing before, but I I wasn't made aware of that. So <laughs> that's a great I, first introduction. Oh, we've already yes. met, but I didn't know who you were, <laughs> and I couldn't even you. remember her face. That's the worst part. <laughs> but yes, I had to meet the parents and have like a very awkward. Uh, car ride like two blocks and then they took us somewhere else so that we could finish up the night uh, in a to be fair like a very shitty restaurant and like the, the food literally made me sick but you know the company was good so I was I was just um, I was very happy at the moment but yes um, so yes that's that's another thing like if if I if I already feel anxious in an unknown place in On top of that, my one support system that was supposed to be there like one hour ago and wasn't showing up, that's the kind of place where I'm just like, my default is I want to cry. Yes. I want I just want to cry. <laughs> but then she showed up and we, we didn't get to get the coffee. But yeah. Yes, I feel like we got it from this is like things we need to work on for later. <laughs> yes. Because it's not, you know, I feel like we derailed a little bit from the whole point of dating. But even, yes. well, look, to go back to that, in a dating scenario, it's just, first of all, uncomfortable for you to freeze up like that in yeah. a situation, like all, all that. And it's also uncomfortable for the other person, right? Yeah. It's not just like you're the one that's uncomfortable because obviously people can tell when you're like anxious and when you're afraid. And mm -hmm. obviously, most people would like want to make it better for you so that you're not you know <laughs> in that yeah. scenario but then it's just awkward because it's like how do you explain it's like you are the one that I'm afraid of <laughs> <laughs> in a date scenario it's like oh <laughs> this is this is uncomfortable for everyone and obviously the other person then is just like but what did I do and they're just like why not you know and it's just like mm -mm. <laughs> well do you want the 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 this play of lists for each of the of the issues <laughs> that I am having right now or do you just want the I feel uncomfortable because I get very re really nervous about uh, yeah. all of this <laughs> it's exactly like that and then it's like if we are like if we've been texting prior which is a very highly positive like the high probability that we've been texting before this and I am very like more open and more like <laughs> you know more prone to conversation and things like that in text than I am in person mm -hmm. and so it's like <laughs> it is the same person you were talking to I am just socially anxious and I have these preconceptions <laughs> in my head that have been installed in me since childhood 
that just make me freeze up. And how do you explain to that <laughs> to someone? <laughs> it's like a whole, you know, because then it goes into like a very more detailed conversation than you really should be having. <laughs> yeah, doing a date that's supposed to be nice and comfortable, yeah. and you're not supposed to freeze up like a chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. So things to work on. <laughs> The conclusion of this episode is we have issues and we're gonna start working on them well in the near future because procrastination is also a thing. But mm, yes. <laughs> this was a very enlightening episode for sure. I want to say yes. Well I feel like we I don't know if we, we've had we probably had like these conver- this type of conversation but in separate scenarios and now we're just yep. going all in one. And all of you get to hear it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it was nice to, to share for me at least. I mean, it's nice to share these things because I know there's probably people out there that feel the same way and don't know how to deal with it. And I just want to say we're all in the same boat and it is mm-hmm. a journey <laughs> and we are learning <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. I said we... that though. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I need to make this joke. So before anything else, I hope we don't get like banned for like um plagiarism or anything. But we're all in this together. <laughs> but anyways, proceed together, 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 together everyone. everyone. <laughs> if you don't know where that's from, then. <laughs> We can't be friends. <laughs> you can't sleep with us. That's a staple. I'm so sorry. But, <laughs> no, we're, but we're, yeah. we only just, but are we? <laughs> but it's, all of this to say is that it's also nice to talk and to share these thoughts and to put them out there so that you know, you know, you're not the only one that might be feeling this way. You're not the only one that is like uncomfortable during first days. I'm pretty sure everyone is uncomfortable on the first day anyways. It's just like mm-hmm. normal, right? So all that to say is that dating can be very fun. <laughs> We've had our share fair of laughs <laughs> of like uncomfortable experiences. Even if the experience is uncomfortable, then you can laugh about it later. <laughs> <laughs> but you always learn something either about yourself or about someone else and you have human interaction which is ultimately the point so I mean you are successful even if you don't feel like you are even if the date goes bad it's okay it's a learning experience you can move on from it I feel like that's the point and with that with all of that being said wrapping that up <laughs> If you like would like to share with us any of your like embarrassing day stories or anything like that at all or about anything that we talked about because we touched on a lot of things today, <laughs> feel free to share with us in, on our Instagram page at Two Gay Ships. We're gonna put that in the description, of course, as we've been doing, and our email as well is Two Gay Ships Discover at Gmail dot com. So you want to talk about what we talked about this episode and you have comments to share or you like have an idea of topics that we could possibly discuss anything at all we're you know we're happy to receive your message and yes with that thank you so much everyone for tuning in and listening this has been fun (laughs) very fun indeed it got intense but then it got fun again yes i feel like that's the best type of thing that you could have it's intense but it's also fun Yes, so yes, thank you so much, everyone, and until next time.